0: Buddy, welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host Jeff Gluck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Rico Abreu, who is a sprint car driver. And as you know, he used to drive in NASCAR for a time, dabbled in the Truck Series and K&N. Back in sprint cars for now, but who knows what the future holds? He's still young enough to uh, make a transition at some point. But for now, uh, racing much of the season with the World of Outlaws. And uh, recently completed a successful swing on the West Coast in his home track area of Northern California. But the World of Outlaws also visited Oregon, and uh, which is near where I live. And I was able to check out a midweek race there in Lebanon, Oregon. And that's where this week's podcast came from. So we have a 12 questions with Rico right now. And then Thursday is a How I Got Here podcast with The Voice of the world of outlaws who does all the announcing so let's jump right into the 12 questions interview and see what rico had to say all right everybody i'm here with rico Abreu. and rico the first question is how often do you have dreams about racing
1: um i don't know i've, I've had a, a couple uh you know usually if i'm thinking about a race or if i'm if i'm leading up to a big race i'll you know obviously be thinking about it all the time and i'll have uh you know some dreams about it um but i i think the biggest thing is is i'm around race cars all the time and here working and uh on on this sprint car so um you know it's basically my life and it's all i think about so Mm uh you know the biggest thing is uh is just the the work ethic that these we all put into this team and um you know i've i've had some dreams where it's you know things go wrong and then some dreams where things go good but uh I don't know. That's a good question. I've never really, um, you know, sometimes when I have good dreams, big dreams, I'll, uh, I'll jot them down or I'll remember them three or four days later. Um, but I don't know. I haven't had really any serious, serious dreams about, you know, racing uh, just a few here and there of my car. And, uh, you know, maybe just sometimes I'll think about like the attitude of my car and how it feels when I'm on track. And then hmm. um, that'll come into a dream one time. But I've never really, never really thought about that
0: okay um so obviously you'll be able to tell this is more of like a nascar question because i don't really think it'll apply for sprint cars very much but the question is if you get into someone during a race whether it's intentional or not does it matter if you apologize i assume nobody would ever get into somebody intentionally in a sprint car race because that'd be pretty dangerous but if if you do have an incident with somebody does it matter if you apologize to them uh later
1: i I think it does um later on you know if you know if you go to to make this sit after the situation or if you run into somebody or or crash with somebody and they're upset with you if they are or if they're not I think it just kind of uh it shows a level of respect if you go down there and apologize even if it wasn't your fault um you know sometimes uh people think things are different than you think so um I, I had an incident with Sheldon Honchild a couple of weeks ago where I ran into the side of him and took us both out of the race um I think it was more of a racing incident but I instant but I just made sure like you know that the water was cool when I walked over that just more so even if everyone was angry you just show the level of respect by going over saying hey you know I didn't obviously make it do do this on purpose but I you know took you guys out or
0: yeah oh that makes sense um the third question is what is the biggest compliment someone could give you
1: I think it goes a long ways when uh you know people that you don't think or pay attention to your racing, uh, or, you know, what you got going on with, you know, your career, when things start to change, um, and your career can kind of go in a different direction. And it, like, it looks like it's going downhill based off results. Um, when people reach out to you and, and just show their, um, that they see what's going on and understand, uh, you know, how difficult things can get. But uh, I think that's the most, um, shown to me is is that people who've reached out that you don't realize that are paying attention to your career racing uh and say you know hey keep working hard or good job or you know anything on on that level but uh you know or winning a race um you know i i feel like uh your your true friends or your true fans that are close to me reached out and said you know good job uh you know just because of the people that they know the the work that gets put into this and how difficult it is even in any level of racing um, when you run a race team at a high level um, you know and you win or you run good or you're competitive every night people pay attention to that and um, you know I, I, I like reaching out to people that I see that put a lot of work in or, or have a lot of drive and passion for the sport
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and have success I like to reach out to them and just say hey you know that that's really cool that you won or, or you had a great run I just think it it means a lot to those people. It means a lot when I get a message like that. Um, you know, it, it's I've I won earlier in the year, and uh, you know, like a guy like Chip Ganassi reached out. You know, I don't know if he follows my path lately, just because of the direction it's been going, where it's not NASCAR related. But um, you know, he's seen I won. And, uh, he reached out and just said, you know, good job. And he likes winners. So it's just (laughs) cool to have something like that chip, uh, you know, Tony reaches out all the time, even though my relationship with him, where I see him so often, he still, uh, you know, takes time to reach out.
0: That's really cool. Wait. So when chip reached out to you, he reminded you that I like winners, just like he says on Twitter. Yeah. So he just
1: said, uh. (laughs) Good job, and I like winners. It's it's uh, you know, which is really <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Cool. Well, at least he sticks to that, you know. Yeah. he's always saying that. Um, okay, so the world of Outlaws comes to you, and they're like Rico, um, we're bringing a big celebrity to the race, and we're wondering if you'd have time to like hang out with them, show them around a little bit before the race. Um, who's a celebrity you'd be really excited about to host?
1: Um, I think it'd be really cool to bring like a, a LeBron or uh, a Steph Curry or, or one, someone that's a real spotlight in the world right now um just to kind of show them you know what you know our sport is i think some of them have been kind of nascar racing and and seeing that side of it but uh more of the grassroots stuff no different than them going back and playing you know high school basketball or playing with you know their high school they went to or just shooting some hoops it'd be cool for uh you know a guy like that to come in and just kind of see how
0: it all goes okay um, so an effort to show this is a health-conscious sport, the World of Outlaws offers the uh, poll for an A-main for an upcoming race to the first driver go- willing to go vegan for one month. Would you do it?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: I don't think so. No? You like your meat? You like your yeah, cheese too much? Yeah, I, I do way too much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so now it's time for the random race challenge i picked a random race from your career on racing reference and you have to guess where you finished in this race okay okay so obviously i don't really know where to find sprint car results so much so i had to go back to your stock car career yeah so this is from the 2015 dover K&N east race i finished second and i think or third second or third 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 yes
1: and um uh, the one of the rev racing cars won i don't know Colin was, cabri yep yeah i think he was in a rev racing car yeah he was he, yeah yeah is he so
0: you remember this right
1: away yeah so um uh, my the first half of the race my uh uh the the baller built seats have the head inserts in the side for the the like the the head restraint um it actually fell off Wow. And I ran the first, like, because the East race there is split. So I think you do, I, I don't know if it's 100 laps and you do 50 and 50, or if it's t- uh, 50 laps and you do, I think it's a 100 lap or 120 lapper. you do 60 and 60. But I, uh, so I ran the first half and then you get a five minute break. Well, they actually like a guy, uh, one of H. Scott and the Justin Marks team, they jumped in the car and like tied my, taped my headrest on wow. my seat. Wow. And then I ended up like running second in the race. I was actually really good. Marty Lindley is my crew chief. Uh, that was a uh, that was a fun year of stock car racing for me.
0: Yeah, I was just looking at some of the people you beat in that race, who are current NASCAR drivers. William you Byron. Finished, yeah, Byron, yeah, Byron, Landon Castle, Corey LaJoy, Justin Haley, Kaz Gralla. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you were on it.
1: Yeah, no, that was. I feel like that's one of the tracks that really suit my driving style when I was in stock car stuff. Uh, just the high banking, the fast rolling corners uh kind of race more like a dirt track where you a lot of on throttle time um i really enjoyed that
0: race okay cool um who is the best rapper alive are you into rap at all
1: oh i i don't really listen to too much rap. i know like um i don't know snoop dogg 50 cent those are all music i used to listen to i i listen to a lot of country and uh you know a lot of rock and roll
0: okay who has the most punchable face in the world of outlaws oh man god i don't know donnie shots
1: <laughs> he wins every race <laughs> he just weekend. wins too much yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay um so the world of outlaws is going to bring three famous americans to be involved with your race team for just one race as part of a publicity push they're doing they're going to bring taylor swift lebron james and tom hanks one is going to be your crew chief, one's going to be your team owner, and one's going to be your motorhome driver. Who do you assign to which role between Taylor Swift, LeBron, and Tom Hanks? Uh,
1: definitely LeBron, the um, team owner. I feel like just because of his um, positioning and how he's built his team and how he won all those championships in Cleveland uh, or ch- what, what went to the finals so many times in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um I'll put Tom Hanks as um, the crew chief and Taylor Swift as the bus driver because she's probably a good cook.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I don't know if this is a problem for you like it is for the NASCAR guys, but um, what is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom?
1: I honestly um, go down to all the haulers, look at the nicest hauler, and make sure, ask that the guys if they have a bathroom and ask them if I can use it. Um, I go to Donnie Shots's trailer a lot, and I go to uh, Jason Sides's trailer.
0: So you just walk in, and it's a family. Yeah, locker. I just You're like, ask, hey, Can I use the bathroom? Well,
1: I just ask and make sure. Uh, you know, that's a big topic around here because um, sometimes the bathrooms at the racetracks aren't too nice, and uh, no one likes going into a hot porta potty. Yeah. In, at three o'clock in the afternoon, but I go to uh, Donnie Shots's trailer. I'll ask Scuba his the the car chief if the bathroom's okay to use and school say yes or no. And if he says no, then I'll go down to Jason sizes trailer who usually tells me yes.
0: That's nice. I like that. It's very nice that they let you use it. <laughs> um, so the world of outlaws has seen the highlight real value that Carl Edwards used to bring with his backflips. And they're like, we want somebody to backflip as well. How much would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know if it's more about the money than getting hurt. Uh, <laughs> you know, you see, uh, I've seen the videos of Tyler Walker doing backflips after he won and then Carl Edwards and I, there's a video of Tyler Walker tearing his ACL or something. Dang. on YouTube when he does a backflip at like Grandview Speedway and I just don't know if I could uh really get the flip all the form or the motion all the way over and uh you know or you see those videos on barstools where the guys do the flips <laughs> yeah. and land halfway on their neck and it yeah. doesn't look too comfortable.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so each week on the 12 questions, I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. So the last one I did was with Will Power and I told him uh, that I happen to know I was doing it with you. So his question for you is, um, would you ever like to try an Indy car, and if so, would you try it on an oval or a road course?
1: Um, I definitely would love to run an Indy car someday. I think I still uh, my goals going into my whole racing were, you know, if I had to put goals at the top that you know people dream of doing and never you know when you say those dreams come true finally i was i was always to run the daytona 500 and the indianapolis 500 so i definitely would like to run an indy car on an oval i think they put on some great racing um and i would like to run the daytona 500 as well um which i thought was going in that direction but things shifted and um you know things changed through people's career paths and um i still haven't given up on all that i just feel like there's um there's a better time later on down the road i don't know uh, mm-hmm. i think uh you know i definitely definitely if i'm gonna do an IndyCar car race it'll be on an oval
0: yeah that'd be cool that'd be really yeah, cool it, seeing an in, 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 in indy 500 um so i'm not exactly sure who the next um interview is going to be with for but it's definitely going to be a nascar driver uh do you have a question that i could ask somebody in nascar
1: yeah um, I think it's um, why you know what ask them what they see most about you know drivers giving back to grassroots racing as in Kyle Larson coming you know sprint car racing yes he loves it but if you know how he handles you know and how he handles you know justifying you know coming to sprint car racing going to his you know his that transition and 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 he makes it you know all work um of going back and forth back and forth and and why some guys don't do it more where why kyle bush doesn't go run late model more late model races or why does you know christopher bell not come and run more sprint car races or you know i know that some of them are limited but why why are they so limited to why doesn't chip ganassi let kyle Larson race you know on thursdays before a cup weekend yes mm-hmm. because I see that the money they have invested in him, but I just feel like the more those guys all race, you know, the better they are on track. And I feel like we're dirt racers where we're used to all being up till 2 a.m. and, you know, being to work, you know, the next day getting up at 11 o'clock and, uh, you know, and going to your, your next race. Um, I don't know. Yes, yeah, maybe it's a question just driven around that area, you know, why okay. are they, you know, how they make it all work. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's the biggest talk right now is you know is these drivers coming back and grassroots. I feel like there wasn't as much of it until you know you had Kyle and Christopher and, and Tony doing all these races and um, and you know they're you know I feel like they have such big fan bases in this you know in this you know market or this sanctioning body of the world of Outlaws or any just local races is um they can draw so much out of this and why don't their why wouldn't their sponsors want to be a part of you know this sport as well you know they get so much more you know yeah be coming here and um you know and being attached to them and and just i don't know I, it's just all it's all cool to see uh it all going on
0: yeah no that's a good question i'd like to know that as well well thank you so much for taking the time to do this yeah. on race day i really appreciate it
1: no it's, thanks for coming this is awesome
0: all right, everybody. So there you have it. Thanks to Rico for taking so much time on race day. It's pretty relaxed there. Um, so I was like, Hey, you know what time can we do the interview? I know you got, you know, your car to work on and driver's meeting and hot laps and things like that, but he's like, Oh, you know, just come by, come by, we'll make it work. So a lot different than NASCAR where you got to have things, you know, set up quite a time in advance, um, with various PR people and, Um, got to have the specific times nailed down and all that stuff, just a a different world there. So, um, that made, that made things easy in this case. As I mentioned earlier, the next episode of the podcast is going to be the, how I got here with Johnny Gibson. You want the best you've got him for a breast is what Johnny Gibson says. When the outlaws are ready to go racing, I did a terrible impression there, but, uh, we will hear him on the podcast coming up Thursday and then Saturday night. It will be a post-race podcast from Richmond Raceway and one of the new radio rooms there because they have a new media center. So hopefully I will be able to um, speak with a media member after that race. The podcast will be posted sometime late Saturday night. However, I do understand that many of you will not be up for that. So uh, check it out Sunday morning or on your commute Monday to work. Obviously, but there's a lot to talk about right now with the NASCAR playoffs. So that's a good thing there. Off to a good start. Before we go, just want to thank everybody again for using the Amazon link. That's been super helpful lately as we gear up for the baby in about uh, six weeks if she comes on time or less than six weeks. So um, we're definitely uh, buying baby supplies off there um, with the link that you guys use, jeffgluck.com slash Amazon before everybody starts their Amazon shopping. And then that generates a commission for the podcast and the website doesn't raise your price at all. It's just a free thing. And, uh, because I, they view it as me driving traffic to them. So, uh, that's been very helpful. So we definitely appreciate that. And, uh, if you could continue to use that, that'd be great. Again, that's, uh, jeffgluck.com slash Amazon. Anyway, thank you as always for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the untitled Jeff Gluck podcast.